Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. And the Rams will be back at home at the Siegel Center hosting St. Louis this Friday night. It is decades night at the Siegel Center. Should be a ton of fun. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, you know him as the founder of VCU Ram Nation. It's Matt Shelton-Eyed. What's going on, Matt? Adam, what's good, my man? How are you? Have you been spending this off week for the Rams with no weekday game? Oh, man. Uh, just watching other A-10 games. It's, yeah. It's really fun. It's kind of like, you know, it's 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 neat when you're not playing on a Wednesday when <laughs> everyone else is because you really get to sit back and watch. kind of like being at the A-10 tournament and getting to uh, really see how good other teams are. Yeah, I watched the entire GW against George Mason game and I think GW is going to continue winning games in the A-10. They've just got so many different scores. Edwards, you know, killed us. Buchanan can drive to the basket. Bishop hits the game-winning shot. He can score 30. I mean, what you, is GW in line to be a top-four seed, you think, in Brooklyn? I mean, we're, we're going to see. Uh, you know, they're going to have a little bit of an easier schedule than uh, like a VCU or a Dayton. The, typically, the A-10 will try to pair what they expect to be the best teams against each other. For tournament reasons, so they they should have a more navi- an easier to navigate schedule, um, but but I don't know. I mean, it's I think I think all of us are going to be sort of skeptics about GW until they actually do it. So um, I don't think so. I think um, I mean I, I definitely you know Dayton. I was, did another podcast last night. Dayton and Richmond are looking great. Um, I love St Bonaventure, and then that that other that last team is kind of the tricky one. So maybe we'll see. Yeah, no, you're right. You mentioned Dayton, 29 points, 14 rebounds, four blocks for Deron Holmes. He continues to dominate uh, <clears throat> this conference. Dayton 4-0 with a 70-65 to win. And then Richmond coming from behind to defeat Duquesne 63-61. Did you check out some of that contest? I did watch some of that. Um, fun fact, the kid Jordan King was actually uh, here this summer, uh, one of our our guys on our TBT team, Manny Camper, played with him at Siena, so I got to meet Jordan, and he's a great guy. Um, and so it's you know it's going to be scary to watch him sort of <laughs> going up against us, but um, they're a fun team to watch. Chris Mooney, I, I love the the Princeton offense he runs, and when you get the right guys in there, it's a scary thing to face. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I always give him credit for that offense. They just they steal three or four layups uh, from you every single game, and it's frustrating, especially when you're a you know hardcore defense team like Havoc, and then they're getting easy layups with backcourt cuts. Uh, but speaking of VCU, the Rams will host St. Louis on Friday night. Belkin's 1-3 in and 8-10 play. I mean, they can't afford to lose. VCU can't afford to lose another home game. This is going to be a good contest. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, their schedule doesn't look great um, in terms of wins and losses, especially in the Atlantic 10. But when you dive into it, every single loss is to a Ken Palm top 150 team, and they've got two top 100 wins. So I think a lot of people are kicking them um, because, you know, usually they're a team that's toward the top of the conference. So it's nice that for, for some programs to get their shots in. But I think they are a dangerous team, maybe not a top four team because their defense has been horrendous. But I think they're a lot better than people realize, and, and VCU fans could find that out this week if they're not careful. Matt Shelton, I, the founder of VCU Ram Nation, with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. I bet you didn't know that your tweet led to an on-air fight between me and Michael Phillips last week. When you tweeted that Barstow's numbers don't look good, Michael Phillips wanted less Barstow. I had to argue I want more of the bear, 
And uh, I got what I wanted with his 14-point, 12-assist performance uh, the other night. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, the, been the weird thing with this VCU team and with Sean is you start the season thinking you're going to have Sean. You don't have him. you got to figure out what you're doing uh, with your roster um, and how they play together as a team against Division One teams and, and not like Greek rando teams. Um, so they figured that out a bit, and then Sean and Joe come in, and then you got to figure out how do these guys play together and, and you know, what are the strengths and weaknesses of doing so. And I think you've seen with Sean, you know, he's an elite passer. Um, he's probably the best passer on our team right now, and he's got great size. Um, but, yeah, the coaches are weirdly still figuring out this roster, even though we're halfway through the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to, you know, continue. And, look, this is good. You don't want your team to peak in the middle of January. Hopefully we figure out the, the tweaks and the lineups and the rotation, rotations and can peak in the middle of the March there in Brooklyn. Uh, I'm going to ask you, who would be your X-factor for this game against St. Louis. There's a chance the Rams will be without Zeb Jackson day-to-day with a back injury. Uh, I'm going to point to Toby Lawall. I feel like he hasn't been at his best in the last two games. I mean, that's not a bad pick. If you look at one major thing St. Louis has struggled with, it's pretty much inside the arc, um, particularly at stopping people you know, from scoring. And so Toby is an extremely efficient scorer. Uh, basically, if he's going up, it's going in. So that's a good pick. Um, but obviously, without Zeb, you could look at a guy like Jason Nelson, um, someone who could get more minutes. And, you know, Jason's a guy, when he gets hot, he can really light you up. So uh, I'm excited to see those guys, and I'm still excited to see how they figure out kind of the Michael Bell scenario. Yeah. Uh, someone who's given you tons of defense the last two games. Uh, we saw without him, the two before that, we were just, we couldn't stop anyone. So um, I'm excited to see what, what a guy like Bell can do and, pretty much how they figure out that balance of offense versus defense. Yeah, I, I mean, I almost feel like they have no choice but to you know, keep his minutes uh, above 14, 15 uh, because of how much he brings to the defensive end. I'm looking for a bounce-back game from Joe Bamisil. One out of his last 10 field goals have gone in. He's a much better shooter than that. I think he could go off for double digits. Joseph, he's an interesting guy. I mean, he, he's been a volume guy for years. Sometimes it works out like like it did mostly at GW. Sometimes it doesn't like at Tech in Oklahoma. So he's going to shoot. Uh, you know, if he's open, he will shoot it. Um, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how a uh, coach who I think values efficiency rolls with that because um, you know uh, Bam's minutes I think did take a dip yeah. in the last couple of games. The last two games he's down from about yeah he's down from about twenty two minutes. He's down from about 22 minutes to 12 and 14 in the last two. And you're right. I mean, he was a big part of the game against GW when he had 18 points, a 6 and 12. He's certainly a volume shooter. What I like what Joe does is when he takes shots in the flow of the offense, like when they specifically run a play for him to run around the screen, catch and shoot, what I don't like sometimes is the pull-ups off the dribble. Right. And, I, you know, I actually asked uh, Coach Odom about that in a postgame. How do you – with a, a guy with a scorer's mentality like that, you know, how do you deal with that as a coach? And, and Coach knew what he was getting into, and I think anytime he throws them out there, he knows you could get you know a shot within the first six seconds of the shot clock, and that's something he's prepared to live with. Absolutely. Uh, we did wa- I did want to give a shout-out to 
Christian Furman. I feel like he's really come on strong this season, and I, I, it, he deserves to play starter minutes, in my opinion. And uh, I love what he's doing on the defensive end, and I think he can score more points the more his teammates get him involved. It felt like he was the man in the first half against LaSalle, and then he disappeared in the second half. I would point to you know Zeb Jackson getting injured uh, more than Christian Furman not playing well in the second half. Yeah, I think a huge part is, you know, this is not a team that seems to value paint touches, at least from the bigs. You know, we've had teams and coaches over the years that, hey, we're going to play inside out. Um, But this is definitely a way more guard-oriented offense. So Firm can get lost down there in terms of, you know, being a post-up big. So it is nice to see him hit some of those tough shots that can keep teams honest. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, coach goes from that performance, do they make him more of a, a bit of the offense, especially against the St. Louis team who has struggled to defend the inside the arc. And then also, you know, you've got a, an efficient firm and you've got a really good Toby, you know, do we see more of them together? It doesn't seem like we're gonna, but they've been two of our best players all year. So, you know, at what point do we see a two big lineup? If I go to VCU Ram Nation and I want to get some insider's content, how do I subscribe and sign up, and how much does it cost? Yeah, so it's basically, you know, just you can you can do it monthly or save like $5 and do it annually, but pretty much it's like $4.99 a month or 45 bucks a year. Um, you know, we, we're all parents with jobs and stuff. You know, we don't have the free time we had when we started the site, so it just helps, you know, put the time in to do the highlight videos, do the interviews and stuff like that. Um, so we appreciate all those people who subscribe. Um, so, yeah, if, you, if you're up for it, yeah, go give it a subscription. Yep, and, and we certainly love the content. So thanks so much, Matt. I appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, what's going on locally in Richmond, Virginia? We'll drive down Richmond Highway with the czar, Gary Hess, coming up next on The Fan. Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105. 1FM, it's been a while, but here it is on a Wednesday at 2.15, we bring in the czar. What's happening, man? Gary Hess, what's up, dude? I, uh, you know, just, uh, winter, it's cold outside, man. It is, man, but, uh, of course, when it's cold outside, it means we've got playoff football, and that's where we will begin as we get in the playoffs. and drive. How are the roads looking? Time for a drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess, sports director and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia. I understand there's traffic. You need to plan for that. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. All right, so we were just talking during the break there. Five of the six games were decided by double digits. Yeah, they were uh, pretty much all just beatdowns with the exception of that Rams-Lions game, which really lived up to the billing. Uh, and, uh, you know, right there at the end, uh, decision had to be made. Then Detroit was able to run out the clock. That that game felt like a playoff game. The others felt like just like um, warm-up acts, like they were the New Jersey Generals, yeah. if you get that reference. Yeah, I do. And uh, <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, it's like a changing of the guards almost moment, right? The Lions... So much regular season success this year. Get that playoff win. First one in, what, 30 years. The Rams had had the playoff success with Sean McVay, and then they lose. I wonder what happens with the Rams now. Matthew Stafford's getting old. Aaron Donald's getting up there. 
you know, do they rebuild, retool? What do they do? I think they retool. I think Stafford's got some uh, uh, some something left in the tank. And then you look at, you know, Puka Nakua is in the discussion to be rookie of the year, uh, offensive rookie of the year. He'll lose out to C.J. Stroud. But, I mean, record-setting season. And Kyron Williams was was second team all pro so they they basically labeled him the second best running back in the NFL last year the all pro team so uh when your lead running back and your number one receiver are basically both second second year first year guys going in and this as of this year uh you know and I think Stafford's got some gas in the tank left uh, I think they're pretty good and then um defensive line shout out to the Richmond Spiders Kobe Turner um had a great rookie season played uh i think three years or four years at richmond then played his last year at wake forest so i think the rams are i don't think it's a rebuild i think it's a retool eagles get blown out by the bucks that's another situation there that we're monitoring i mean there's a chance nick sirianni loses his job here and he was in a honeymoon phase and appears he lost the locker room i don't know how you lose your job one year after leading your team to the super bowl i just don't know how and you win 11 games and 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 they were ten and one, but you know something. Let me just you know let me say this. First of all, the defense was awful down the stretch. They hardly looked like they were trying on Monday night. All due respect to the Tampa Bay Bucks, um, that you know something. There's something behind the scenes. I think we're going to find out that Jalen Hurts was more hurt than than, than anybody. Oh, 100 percent. I mean the the finger didn't look good. I I think here's my theory. It looks like a team. That lost their OC and their DC last season, and kind of put band aids on it, and it fell apart. I think that there's some truth to that. I think they really got banged up in spots, and then there were some issues with play calling. I mean, to me, going into Monday night with a banged up Jalen Hurts and with you know one of, if not the best offensive line in football, and a legit running back in DeAndre Swift and other guys who can really get it done, how come you're not running the football? Right, especially when you're at your own five-yard line. Then you get a safety, yeah. and then the game's over. So, I, you know, I, there are questions abounding, but there was something over something intangible that kind of was up with that team, too. I don't know what it was. But uh, you know, Monday night was had the definite look of a team being put out of its misery. Any other NFL playoff games you wanted to mention or preview for this weekend? I just want to, I just want a shout out to the Houston Texans. I mean, um, C.J. Stroud is unbelievable. They, you know, they have playmakers all across the board, and um, D'Amico Ryan's is so impressive as a head coach. You talk about somebody who come in, build a culture. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job. I just can't say enough good things about what he's done. Now, is it going to translate in Baltimore this weekend? I don't know about that. No, but I believe the opening line was Baltimore minus 10.5. It's now Baltimore minus 8. So people are betting on the Texans. People are betting on the Texans to at least cover. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. And and part of that's got to be Lamar Jackson's checkered history in playoff games. Right. You know, he's going to be the MVP, and deservedly so, but the next step in Lamar Jackson's career is playoff success. Yeah, and I have a FanDuel ticket, promo code AWOD, on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl that I placed preseason. Uh, but I'm thinking about you know cashing it out. Probably not this weekend, just because of the checkered history uh, in the playoffs with Lamar. It feels like if you go up against a good defense that game plans to contain him, and you have to trust the other superstars, a lot of times they disappear. And you know what's interesting about that is I would have expected that in the game against San Francisco. 
And basically, uh, what happened was the Ravens' defense made Brock Purdy disappear instead of the other way around. And so, uh, you know, I don't know. And, and But I do know this. I love the divisional playoff weekend because you, the, the bye teams get in and you got two games Saturday, two games Sunday, and it's just, you know, the, the championship game, it's the first. It, obviously, the Sunday of the conference championship game is great because you got the doubleheader, but it's the reality that you're coming down to the end of the number of football games you have to watch. But yeah. Love the divisional round, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's interesting because I think the Tampa Bay Bucks are playing with house money. I think the Packers are playing with house money. I think the Texans are playing with house money. And so they're all going to be loose and they're all going to be on the road. And, and, you know, they're all underdogs. You know, might they all lose? Certainly. But they're all going to be loose and playing with house money. And then Kansas City Buffalo is almost annual playoff theater. Yeah. So. I, that's what I'm hoping for is I, I want four really good games. Uh, because it feels like we got maybe two. I think it's unlikely you'll get four good games. I think, but I think we'll get more than one, like we did this past week. Driving down Richmond Highway with the Czar Gary Hess here on AWOD Radio, talking local sports right now on the fan and in the ACC. We've got a big time matchup in the state of Virginia tonight from John Paul Jones Arena in Charlottesville, Virginia. Two and three in the ACC UVA hosting two and three Virginia Tech. You know, both teams are interesting. First of all, shout out to Sean Padula, who is on an absolute heater. Yeah. Uh, three games in a row where he has just lit it up. Uh, Virginia's going to have to find a way to contain him because he has been the difference maker for the Hokies of late. Um, Virginia's a hard team to figure. They've played five conference games, and all five have been decided uh, by blowout margins. Um, I'm going to look it up here real quick. They lost. They won by fourteen. Lost by sixteen. Lost by nineteen. And before that, let's see. Lost by twenty-two on the road, and then won at home by twenty-two. So fourteen is the closest margin they've had. Undefeated at home, winless on the road. So that would tell you we should see a good, confident UVA team play tonight. Virginia Tech's going to have to combat that. Um, you know. Both teams need answers, and and the standings don't lie. Both teams need to win desperately. Should be fun theater tonight at the JPJ. Absolutely, and uh, I have seen reports. Mike Young talking about guard Hunter Couture, saying he's feeling better. He suffered a head injury in a game against Clemson. He's got some tests uh, before he's going to be able to be cleared to play. I don't think you can expect him to play tonight. That could be a big factor for why UVA gets the win at home. It could be a big factor as well. UVA's got to shoot the ball well and has got to get something from the inside. And the other thing about UVA is they've got to get back to playing what we have become accustomed to as UVA Tony Bennett defense. Yeah, I I think Brees Beekman needs to take it upon himself to shut down Padula. Right, I would agree with that, and I think you're going to see that. I think you're going to see that effort. I'm not going to say he's going to do it, but I think he'll be the one to try to do it. If you look around the standings in the A-10 right now, you will see at the top of the list at 4-0, the Richmond Spiders. How about that? Coach Mooney getting it done. Seven-game win streak for the first time in 13 years for the Richmond Spiders. Uh, And last night, 12-2 run to end the game to get the job done. And 4-0 in the A-10. And this is a team that is basically... You know, they had a few holdovers and transfer portal guys, and this is a team that they had to, you know, take a chemistry class. And, boy, I'll tell you, early in the season, Chris Mooney has done a phenomenal job 
with that team so far. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like he's always been an underrated coach. Runs a really sharp offense, the Princeton offense. I love it because, you know, I had him on the show. It seems like his team gets easy layups every single game. And in college hoops right now, with the way defense is being called, teams are forcing up bad shots. If you can get layups here or there, it makes your offense efficiency go up the charts so much. And so 16 from Neil Quinn. He's really impressed me. He was on the team last year, yep. but really improved this year. Yeah, they, you know, the, some of their holdovers, you know, Quinn especially, have improved. They've gotten some other guys in who have really, um, you know, and you know, it's not always pretty with this bunch, but they're finding a way. And that, you know, when you start winning games like that, you know, it grows, confidence grows, and you can see that. I watched a little bit of the game last night, and you can just see. You know, a team that has had some winning and, you know, beat a George Mason team that, that uh, was doing really well till they ran into VCU in Richmond. Yeah. Um, you know, they, it, you know, they, they, you kind of feel like they have that, they got to the end of the game, all good. We're going to go on a 12 2 run and get, get this thing done. Yeah. So, hey, one other thing from the ACC, you know, you look at the standings in North Carolina and Duke at the top. NC State's five and one. They're doing a great job. But Florida State yep. off to a four and one start in the league. Shout out to former VCU Ram Jameer Watkins, who is having a great season for the Seminoles. Uh, so I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, to uh, Jameer Watkins. He is having a great year so far for the Seminoles. Doing it, Look at it, 13 points, 6 rebounds, 3.5 assists, getting steals, making 32% of his threes. He's doing a little bit of everything for Coach Leonard Hamilton. So, shout out to a former VC Ram there. Yeah, it does break my heart to see, you know, see him in another uniform, but I'm glad he's having success. But that's Leonard Hamilton. That dude can coach. He's been uh, an unbelievable coach my entire lifetime. Wasn't he a Bullets coach or Wizards coach? When yeah, I was a kid, he was right? the Wizards coach for a minute. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And he's been at Florida State a long time. Oh, yeah. Hired in 2002. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, and yes, and he, he always recruits athletes. He always recruits athletes. And he always has, um, he never has like an iron five. He's always going 10 deep, yeah. 11 deep, and he's doing that again this year. And that way they can do, you know, he can make the puzzle pieces fit for whatever the game plan needs or go with the hot hand. Uh, but uh, Jameer Watkins has been doing, a, you know, fill it, stuff in the stat sheet, not just scoring, and has been a key player for that team this year. And uh, I know you're sad it's not in the black and gold anymore, uh, and I am too. But it is, uh, it's good to see those guys excel going, going to a higher level. That's Gary Hess. I'm Adam Epstein. This was a drive down Richmond Highway with the czar on the fan. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. Breaking news on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, powered by Odyssey, is brought to you by BetQL. Breaking news here on 910 The Fan, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, the Indiana Pacers are finalizing a trade to acquire all-star Pascal Siakam in a deal that will send Bruce Brown, Jordan Nawara, and three first-round picks to the Toronto Raptors. Siakam won a title in the NBA with the Raptors, now goes to the Indiana Pacers, one of the best young teams in basketball this season. New Orleans will be a third team in the deal, sending Kira Lewis to the Raptors. That's breaking news, according to Adrian Wojnarowski in the NBA on The Fan. Spend your afternoons with Adam Epstein. 
three complete stinkers. And that is the kind of inconsistency that is utterly embarrassing. AWOD Radio. Don't go to break. Just keep rolling. Go through the break. Hey, newsflash, next time don't call in from your basement. You sound like you're doing it from hell. On Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. And time to bring on a legend in the DMV from the Sports Junkies. Talk a little college hoops. It is the Lurch Papa, Jason Bishop, with us right now on the hotline. What's going on, Lurchy? AWOD Radio. AWOD Radio. What's up? What's up, Ricky? How crazy is it? Caputo was on Mason's staff. Tony Skin was the point guard. Now they're coaching against each other in the A-10. It's got to make you feel old. <laughs> I know. That's not the only reason I feel old, but it, it was fun. I went to the game. It was on MLK Day, and um, you know it was snowing a little bit. I was kind of worried about getting into D.C., getting out, but um, it wasn't too bad. But there was a lot of energy at the Smith Center. Um, you know, it was just fun to watch those guys. Two really athletic teams. In that game, Awad, I mean, you wouldn't have believed it, all the easy bunnies that George Mason missed in the first half. Right. I mean, they must have shot about 18% in the first half. And it's not like GW was, you know, forcing deep shots and, and tough possessions. It was, you know, miss a, miss a uh, layup, get the rebound, miss another layup, and miss a 5, 10-footer, get the rebound, miss a layup. I mean, they just couldn't hit a shot in the first half, and they were down 18 at one point. And, um, you know, they made it a game. I think they cut it to five in the second half. But um, but Caputo and the boys, they got it done. Darren Buchanan, who is a Virginia Tech gra- um, transfer, and, man, Tech could use him. Yeah, uh, He's just an athletic freak, and he's a big kid. Um, he had a really good game. I think he had 21, and he kind of dominated the boards, too. So props to GW and Caputo. That was a good win. And Mason plays St. Bonnie's this weekend, um, and they've lost three in a row. So they gotta they got to get uh, Bonnie's. This weekend at home. Yeah, you mentioned Buchanan. The first play of the game was a pick and roll between him and Bishop, and he finished it with a dunk. I mean, he can you know yep. he can score from the outside and from the inside. He's such a big body. Bishop makes everything he throws up. That's how he beat VCU and uh, GW three and one in the conference. And I think the A ten as a whole is a lot better. We mentioned Mason; they're two and three, but Coach Skin has the program going in the right direction. How about the Spiders? Coach Mooney has Richmond at four and zero. Oh. Have you seen them play this year? I think I've, I've seen him play once or twice, um, not a full game, but um, I know that uh, Jordan King kid can shoot it. Yeah. Man, he's a transfer, isn't he? He hasn't yeah. been there in a while. Yeah, he's a transfer. I think it, he's a transfer, and, um, man, he can shoot it. I know he's shooting like 42% from three. So, And, man, Chris Mooney's been there forever. <laughs> I can't believe he's been there like 18, 19 years, maybe longer. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're having a good year. Dayton, you know, your boy Anthony Grant, that kid, that guy can coach. Yeah. Um, and he's got them playing well. They're ranked. So I agree. Um, A-10 got five or six good teams up at the top. Absolutely. And you mentioned Coach Mooney at Richmond for so long. It's because the Princeton offense never dies. If you can get right. easy layups every game, you have a chance to win every game. I agree. Look, you've been coaching that style for, for a long time. Um, you know, sometimes when you get when you get different kids in there with different um, skill sets, sometimes you want to – you want to let them play out a little bit and open it up, but um, you know they're 
they don't score a ton. I mean, they're only averaging in the low 70s, but Jordan King is averaging almost 20 and shooting, like I said, shooting 42% from threes, and he jacks them up. He's already taken 101 threes this year. So um, they're having a good year, man. Uh, I can't believe it's freaking January 17th already. I mean, conference tournaments will be starting in about a month. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I know. You're, you, people are still saying Happy New Year to you. And we've got yeah, a they good... better. Stop doing that. Don't do it. We've got a you good... Can, hey, here's my rule. Here's my rule. All right? You can say Happy New Year for the first week of January. Anytime after that, I'm hanging up on you or I'm walking away. <laughs> good one in the Commonwealth tonight. Virginia Tech at UVA. Looks like no Hunter Couture. Can Sean Padula do it himself tonight? No. No chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, look... I didn't know Couture was out. Now, it's, he's, um, he's day-to-day with, a, I believe, a concussion, but we talked to Bill Roth earlier today, and he thinks Mike Young would have announced if Hunter Couture was going to be able to go. So there's a chance he suits up last minute, uh, but I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they're going to be UVA. Not that UVA is great, but UVA at home is going to be tough, and it'll be tough for for Zach to score outside of Padula. Look, Tech just doesn't have the athletes this year, if you get catch my drift. Um, Tyler Nichols, pretty good player, but you know, and Padula's obviously a good player, but they you know, it's gonna be Padula and Lynn Kidd scoring for them if if Kador's out. Um and I, I just I don't know, I, I think they just rely on the three point shot a little too much. Um and I don't I don't think that they're gonna be able to outscore UVA at UVA. And I don't think UVA is great. Yeah. I really don't. Um but at home they're gonna be very difficult. And you know, especially the way they play defense. Yeah, and I mean, this is a this is a big game for both teams because the loser of this game falls to two and four in the conference. Not that I think that um, either one is a shoe in for the comp, for the tournament, uh, but you know, if Tech loses, they're two and four, and it's going to be difficult for them to battle back. They have not played well on the road. Yeah, I looked at it yesterday. I believe the loser will fall to 10th place in the ACC. So it's a must-win game right. for both teams. UVA on the road, giving up about 70 points a game. At home, it's down to 50. Who would you give the edge to in the matchup down low? Ryan Dunn against Lynn Kidd. Um, I, that's a good question. Um, probably at, at game at UVA, I'll give it to Dunn. Um, but Lynn Kidd's, you know, he, he can get hot. Um, he gets streaky, but like, like I said, if you don't have Couture, so you don't have you know, your, your top two, uh, perimeter threats, I, I just don't see them being able to beat UV. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it happening tonight. And like I said, Virginia tech has not been good on the road. In fact, their last couple losses, I think were road losses because they lost, um, uh, to Florida state and they lost to Wake forest on the road. And then they had a tough loss to Miami at Castle. So um, they've lost three out of four, and you know defensively they haven't been playing very well. So this is going to be a tough matchup for them. Lurch, I know you love watching college hoops. Are you still picking fatties? I am picking fatties. That's what I do. I love to pick fatties. I got one for you tonight. Okay, it's in the pack. It's in the pack twelve. Uh, Arizona's playing USC, and now they're laying a big number. Okay, All right, it's a ten o'clock tip. But USC is without their uh, best player or one of their best players, Isaiah Collier. He's going to be out for about a month. And Arizona at home this year, they have been awesome. They're, um, they've got one of the best um, home scoring margins in the country at plus 37. So 
you know, that's in large part that's due to the, to an incredible production offensively, and they're really good offensively at home, and they're going to get up and down the court on USC. So I would lay the points. But how much are the USC. points? Is it like eighteen? What are you talking here? I see eighteen and a half here. Yeah. Oh my! I'm not touching. That's too big, Lurch. <laughs> All right, but when it hits, just make sure you text me tomorrow and tell me I was right. <laughs> I will. Hey, who do you like the most in college basketball this season? UConn number one, Purdue two, Kansas three. UNC's turned it on as of late. They're four. Houston's five. But I think the best team that I've seen play personally is number six, Tennessee. They get after it defensively. And Dalton Connect is legit. All right. That kid is really good. He had 39 the other night. Um, now, they play really well at home. Let's let's see how they do on neutral you know, floors when they're playing in tournaments. But, um, man, that kid is really good. Transfer from, uh, I think he's at Northern Colorado, averaging about 19 a game for Tennessee. I agree. I don't know who the best team is. I mean, I guess, you know, UConn's defending champion, right? Um, I, I guess, you know, you got to go with them, although they lost to Seton Hall. Seton Hall is pretty good this year. But, um, you know, Caravan and Cam Spencer are really good. I, I think I'd go UConn, just, and I know that's easy to say because they're one, but they're, they're the defending champs, they're well-coached, and they've got good inside-outside production. They've got a good balance. They've got like five or six guys averaging double figures. I'd probably go UConn, but that could, that could change. Houston's good too, man. But Houston's lost two in a row. They, got, they play in Texas Tech tonight at home. They've got to get a win. Lurch, isn't this more fun than talking about a bad football team with a donk named Cakes? <laughs> yeah, I got to say, I uh, wish we'd talked a little bit more college hoops, but that's why I do the show with you, AWOD Radio, because I know we're going to talk some fatties and some hoops. Well, I appreciate it, man. Let's do this again soon. All right, Arizona tonight. See you. Sounds good. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM this weekend will be the NFL divisional round of the playoffs. And guys, if you're listening to the show, you're watching NFL playoffs all weekend long, you're sitting on the couch, eating nachos, drinking uh, beer, soda, you got your eyes glued to the television for hours. It's easy to get yourself in trouble with your loved ones. If you feel like you're recently in the doghouse, don't worry. I've got the solution for you. It's my friends at Luster by Adolph. You can visit them today off of Parham Road in the Red Shopping Center or online, haveluster.com. They make shopping easy and simple. All you need to do is send your wife or girlfriend to visit the shop, let them create a wish list, shop till they drop, and it will simplify the process for you. That way, when you come in, you know you're going to get something affordable, but also something she will love. Because life special moments deserve luster. Stub, if you got a special person in your life, Valentine's Day's next month, send them to Luster by Adolf. Uh, because look, all guys do the same thing. We're all going to be glued to the television during the NFL playoffs. I sure don't have a special someone, Whoa. but <laughs> I do not. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you might buy February 14th. So you never know. Yeah, a pre right. a pre Valentine's Day, yeah. like, like betting on yeah. having a bet on a, yourself, betting on myself. Go to Lust buy, right off, buy yourself <laughs> a gift. You know, sp- doesn't matter if you want to spend ten thousand dollars or two thousand dollars. They're going to treat everyone the same, That's and nice that way you store the little necklace that you have. Mm-hmm. And then you can give Dude. it to your future girl. That's Dude. actually brilliant idea stuff. Valentine's Day, first yeah. date, here's a $2,000 necklace. I- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just for you. Just I knew, for you. I knew this was going to happen. Just for you. Yeah. You, know, you know what? Give I it might- to one of the, the VCU 
Dance team dance, girls, dance right? Team, yeah, yeah. Because we're going to the game next week. <laughs> yeah, that'll be Stubb good. has already claimed like I'm not Stubb. JC has already claimed half of them. <laughs> JC is into college women. We, uh, we found yeah, that out earlier today. <laughs> JC very much into college right. girls. Yeah, uh, but so there are four football games this weekend. There sure are. We're not going to give out the certified game of the week already. All right, that doesn't come till Fridays. Guaranteeing football fans across the country will enjoy this football team. We're guaranteeing a good game. All right, so we won't say that yet, but I will go through the four right now and tell you which I think is the most likely to be the best game. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there, there's four NFL games going on this weekend, Stubb. And here's I will say. All right, this is this is one of those weekends where. I think there could be some upsets. Like, I wouldn't be completely shocked if there were a few upsets, including the Texans over the Ravens. Now, I'm not going to pick the Texans to win this game, but they're playing with house money. They're playing some really good football right now, and the Ravens hadn't played in a week, and Lamar hasn't played in two weeks, right? So there could be a little bit of rust for Baltimore. Now, it is at home, but the Texans can score. If the Texans go up 14-0, I like their chances to end up winning that game. Packers-Niners, that's also a, a very underrated game because the Packers, like, they're playing great football. I don't think they thought that they would be in this situation. Yeah, we kind of talked ourselves into <laughs> the Packers doing pretty good I here. mean, believe me, I talked myself into picking a lot of upsets. I've talked myself <laughs> into believing in Baker Mayfield's a football savant, and I guess the Chiefs are an underdog, and I like Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. I might go four upsets this weekend. You got to come back in the confidence pool somehow. I do. I am second to last place. I'm not going to finish last in my own pool. <laughs> I will not be an intern to intern for the day on my own show. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington D.C.